Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited to be here with our guest, Patricia Wald Hopkins. She is a soul liberation guide for those ready to break free from this old paradigm, the limitations, and awaken to the gifts of the infinite self so they can lead the life they are divinely designed to live as an emissary of sacred earth. Patricia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. My pleasure to be here with you, Spirit Bird. <laughs> so I want to j- jump right in. Um, tell me more about Emissary of Sacred Earth. What does that mean to you? And mm. there. Yeah, let's just jump right into that one. That, that, <laughs> that is a big one. Um, that is like the culmination of the work that I've been doing in, you know, um, corporate world as an environmental um, toxicologist and and health, you know, professional Mm -hmm. and combining it with my more mystical or wellness related line of work, um, my path, you know, they've, they've sort of merged, they're merging into that. That's like my, my greater vision Mm -hmm. um, is to combine um, the spiritual with the environmental. Mm. And so the emissaries of sacred earth is actually um, right now it, it's it's a it's a program that I run it's a, a, a mentorship that I run that, that um, brings women who you know want to merge those parts of themselves you know the spirit and the science or whatever it whatever other want to say traditional teaching that they may have received or you know work that they have done with more of a spirit their spirituality um and create um a new way of leadership for themselves with those gifts Mm. and and if they're interested create a a sacred like i work mainly with women i you know i do do some work with men but mainly with women but create a sacred feminine business Mm and lifestyle right so it's it's kind of in balance with uh, mother earth right taking into account sustainability and your passions and uh, aligning it you know just with in harmony with the greater ecosystems and so it's it's kind of seems like a lofty thing but right i think we're all going that direction anyway you know a lot of us are anyway so um that's my vision though is to you know um new earth leaders right we we lead from a different place we use all the gifts from the logical to maybe the more you know mystical or kind of intuitive instinctual gifts but we merge them all um in service of um harmony here on earth right so that's kind of my my vision and i know a lot of people already do that right i'm sure so many do uh, but this is a really a focus on um, women's activation, a deeper activation for women leaders to step forward as emissaries of sacred earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because I have to do that first. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I I know you a little, so I know you're kind of walking in between these two worlds. Um, You probably have been actually a misassumption, but probably have been for a lot of your life. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, even as a child, I, I was just as much interested in, you know, how things worked, you know, and also connecting to the fairies and the angels and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they both even, had value to you. They all had value to me. Yes. My imagination, um, very important part of who I am is that creativity, you know, creativity um, has to come through. And for me, it needs both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for your vision for the, the sacred earth, does that include like pieces around sustainability in your home and health and wellness? Um, or is that more focused on, you know, what you were doing in your business or both? What does that look like to you? Well, I think it would say it's both um, for me as you know, before, well, I was doing environmental health work and then I became, you know, a a wellness practitioner, became a massage therapist and then did a lot of other holistic modalities and I still do. And so, you know, it is about merging all of that in your home, right? Eating, eating well, um, using non-toxic products, non-toxic makeup, you know, like just because I know what it does to the human, the human body. Right. And I have children too, and, and a daughter too. So, you know, I want her to learn what products to use on her body. Right. Especially since she's developing and, you know, all, all women, right. We want to keep, um, we don't want to damage like our hormonal systems and, and things like that. And the same for, for, for men as well and boys. So it really, um, it is about that. It is about in the home and then the sustainability, you know, learning how to reduce, um, reduce, um, reuse and recycle, right? Isn't that the three R's, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did some some work in, in the recycling world too, um, early on in um, one of the, um, one company that I worked for. So it is about all that. And I'm not an expert in all of that. So it's, it's more about identifying what with clients anyway, for me, but identifying what is most important to them mm-hmm. and starting to weave that into their life. And for some people that might be, you know, a challenge at first, if it, if it's, it can get overwhelming, right. To, to make those shifts. But I truly believe that you cannot make those shifts on the outside until you have really rooted into who you are authentically. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first part is just to identify what is keeping you from, you know, fully being in your essence. Mm-hmm. And then you can move out, right? Otherwise, what you align with may not really be sustainable for you. <laughs> Is, is how I, I believe it works. So did that answer most of your question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm thinking of a lot of people that are on that journey right now, uh, myself included. I mean, it sounds like, um, an embodiment of both the feminine and sort of like the way we want our life 
to be, the way we want earth to be, the way we want leadership to look like, um, mm-hmm. starting from the inside and then going all the way out into our families, our businesses, and also in the way that we interact with the earth too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, that going out from starting inside you, you know, with yourself and then moving out into your family and your community and your work. And, and so for the work part, I've always, I've always had, well, not always, I would say in the last decade, I had this dream that there would be like environmental firms that were run by medicine men and women and shamans and, you know, and mystics. And, and I think they already are in a lot of them. Right. But it, but it's, it's like, I always, I have this, this vision that um, I'll be part of something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So where decisions that are being made are being made considering all all of that in for you know all the realms and all the inputs not just mm-hmm. the 3d you know reality you need that too but just really checking in with spirit and with um the spirit of earth right and what what is most sustainable how can we be the best stewards mm-hmm. you know in what we create going forward because i i am yeah i i work on cleaning up environmental like environmental remediation right now so it's like digging up I don't do the digging but I help to assess what needs to be mm-hmm. removed mm-hmm. and so it's like I'm watching you know having to dig up nature because we didn't think about what we were doing when we put the stuff in the ground right mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of makes you know your heart hurt every time you see that um mm-hmm. And so when we go forward with our children, you know, hopefully teaching them to really be mindful about what they create, but we have to start with ourselves being mindful. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I know it sounds like a big um, lofty idea, but I think many of us have to have that ideal, right? We just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I I think we're ready for it. Um, And, you know, it's funny, actually, now that I say that I just said this um, yesterday, that I don't think that ready is this thing that you do ahead of time, that it's actually when you look back after you've taken action, you know, and Mm -hmm. so I agree. I think there, there are a lot of people that are already doing this work in some level and yes, um, more please. (laughs) Right. More please bringing in the whole of how, how, you know, all of who we are in the leadership, um, you know, would make a great benefit to um, everything else that we're dealing with here. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little um, earth sanctuaries, right. All over (laughs) people doing the work and yeah, connecting and making things happen in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I like also just with your, um, your range with, and your experience and kind of being in between both of these worlds, at least this is my interpretation of your vision. So you can correct <laughs> me if it's not, but I, I, what I like is, um, the vision like include, seems to include like modern things, how things are happening right now, um, bringing, you know, both of these worlds together versus like trying to replace our modern world with like a spiritual world or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, you know, I, I'll just 
well, I work with the gene keys, right? And I didn't know, I don't know if people know what those are, but they're, they're a tool for higher consciousness developed by Richard Rudd. And I'm a, an ambassador of those. And I've been working with them for like the last seven years or so. And I know there are a lot of people who work with them now and have worked with them even longer, you know, but they really helped me to see how, um, like, I always knew that I needed to be a bridge. Mm-hmm. Like some of us are bridges. Some of us are not. Some of us are like way ahead. Right. And yeah. maybe already able to function in a different kind of, you know, dimensional life. Um, but I'm a, I'm, I'm one of the ones that needs to be among, among the people, right. You know, among the regular 3d world and building bridges and connecting people to, to that next stage. And so the jinkies actually helped me to see that in my, we all have our own profile and it's got a lot of astrology in it and human design and it came out of human design. But um, one of my keys, one of my evolution, my evolution key is called um, justice and it's, it's realism. So it's, it is about taking the old structures and shifting them and making them, you know, new, not just throwing them all out, but, but kind of building upon them and um, refining them or uh, restructuring parts, but not like throwing everything out, mm-hmm. right? Not, not, not throwing everything out, but it's like knowing how to build what's next. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of part of my, my path. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. I love the clarity. Um, it's interesting also, um, you know, just as a reflection that, um, to me, you, you, you feel really rooted in this embodiment and, um, it feels aligned with what you're here to do. I also notice you tend to like negate it a touch and mean like, well, other people do this too. <laughs> Which is well, I mean, there's so many, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I like, like we're all. I just think it's really important. Important. It's not to play myself down or anything, but it's just to acknowledge that all of us are. There are a lot of us doing a lot of work right now mm-hmm. to make things better for the future. It's like a you know five hundred year vision, right? We got to think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's just kind of sparking a thought too, because I've been playing with this, like one of my pieces that I is dear to my heart is sort of like dismantling the inner hierarchy. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, like the hierarchy in our society as well. And um, it's just a kind of an interesting topic there around, there are a lot of us working on the same thing. And there's still some of that hierarchy in us that has people that are doing similar work looking around and being like, oh no, either, either like, oh no, she's doing this. So I can't, or I'm doubting myself or they're doing that. So I need to be better than them. And trying to like climb on top of the thing when we're actually all doing this same work with the same vision. And I think it's really, really powerful to have that vision, allow it to be further out. I feel like there's like a place with that sense of urgency when you try to make it right now that makes it harder to come together. And actually we can just kind of like rest and do our job Mm -hmm. if we just realize sort of the common goal and direction we're going to. Yeah, exactly. And that we each, while we're all maybe doing the same thing, we all do it in a very unique way. Right. Mm -hmm. And then even like 
with the, the gene keys. And I'll talk about those a lot because I use them a lot, but there's yeah. these things called fractals, you know, and they're, they're these groups of gene keys are 64 and we all have a certain set. And, and I've noticed, cause I do data analysis in my other job, I tons of data analysis. So, so I love the, the tool, but you can see just naturally your, you, you go to people with matching keys or complementary keys and you don't know that I don't like say, oh, I need to know your jinkies before I'm going to hang out with you, you know, but it, it's like afterwards you kind of let's just play, let's see. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, like the ring of Gaia is one. I mean, I hook up with people in that, that one because I have two mm-hmm. keys and they're out of three in there. And so it's like, it's just an interesting, we work in fractals, but we all have a very unique signature that is needed to like bring it to life, right? To, to mm-hmm. just. Yeah. So I, I love collaborations. I love collaborative book projects. I, I just, I love to collaborate with other people because our power, the synergy of that is so much greater than the one person on the stage taking all the credit. <laughs> you have to have those though, the entertainers, right? Because they, they, not, you know, they bring people together. Yeah. Right. So you, you, there is that, but what do you, I mean, I guess the new kind of leadership that I see coming forward is that we, we're all leaders, right? But you do have to have somebody as a spokesperson, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what's going on, you have to have the one voice or else it, it gets too noisy. So, but, but all of it, you kind of take your turn when you're the one who is appropriate for, you know, the speaking um, turn, I guess is what, how I see it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm curious how you got <clears throat> called. How you got called into this work? Were you aware that, or did you have a sense for wanting to do this, or where it was going before your experience with working with the Gene Keys? Did that sort of validate it, or did that open it up for you? That validated it, and it also it also opened it up. So, you know, it's kind of like a high, a tool for high level confirmation of what your soul, your spirit, you know, your intuition already knows, but it's, so it, it, for me, because I like visuals and I, I like to see relationships, it was helpful um, because otherwise it was felt like it was all kind of feeling, you know, out, out there. But I, um, I, I've always loved animals and nature right and so I always I was driven to I was very driven young woman child as my dad said (laughs) but I you know I wanted to be I studied biology right I studied chemistry biochem I wanted to understand like everything but then when I got to the point where you know I was like okay well now what am I going to do with that right I hadn't really dove into my spiritual my adult spirituality yet Mm. And I was like, I need to do something where I'm applying that to help. Like I need to help, you know, I was like, what, 23 or something, 24. I'm like, I need to go back to school because I don't know what to do with a biology degree. Mm. I don't know what, I mean, I want to do something. And so I studied environmental toxicology and environmental health because I wanted to, I wanted to help, you know, clean up the environment or make it, you know, keep it beautiful, right? Keep it beautiful. And, um, so I always knew that that was part of, that's always been part of my, my path. And then the spirituality came in 
about, you know, really landed about 14 years ago or so when I went, went through um, a big upheaval in my, my life. And, um, and then I just like started to see how important it was to have a strong spirit connection, like to get me through what I went through. I had to have that again. And then it just started to weave into everything that I did. It's like, I can't do anything anymore without that. I can't just, just do it for the sake of doing it. It has to have some deeper, deeper meaning to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a process for sure. (laughs) I'm still in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That makes me just curious. This is probably a big question too, but what is that? What does that connection with spirit feel like to you? How do you know? (sighs) There's like a crystal clarity in my head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, usually there's a lot of voices in there, right? A lot of stuff going on. Um, And then it's like, I just, I just, it just becomes clear and my whole body just, you know, moves Mm -hmm. toward something. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I know it's not is, is when I have a lot of voices in there that are kind of, um, there's too many, there's too much noise in my head and my body is just kind of, <laughs> it doesn't know. It can't, I can't get a clear, I can't get a clear connection. And when I have the clear connection, there's like, no doubt. It's like, I'm just going to do that. And that's, I think why my, you know, I was, my dad called me driven because I just knew what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I would go do it. And I was tenacious. <laughs> Just like, I'm going to do this. I don't know how, but I'm going to do this. And I've been like that with my business too. It's like, I won't give up. Mm-hmm. Even if it hasn't been, you know, the easiest road. I'm like, I, I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing to support yourself when you hit those bumpy moments with bringing your business? So, well, I have my own um, you know, mentor, you know, mentors, I've had those and that has really, um, helped me process the emotional part, right. Of transformation. I think it's really hard to do that on your own Uh, for me. Anyway, I don't know some, I I don't know for me, I think it's, it it almost, you need a, a sacred witness, right. To just help you move through. So that's one thing I always do for myself. And a lot of time, I spend a lot of time in, outside in nature. Um, I just, yeah, that's like, that's where I, everything just, that's not me can, it just sort of, it's like a, a sink, right? It just like, it takes out all of the, the negativity or all the stress. It just sort of leaves my body. So I spend a lot of time in nature. Um and, you know, like I have a meditation, a morning meditation practice where I just really helps me to tune in to my self first before I go about the day. So it's probably about an hour or so in the mornings. And I started doing that when I had my first child about 14 years ago, because my that was another period of, you know, complete schedule chaos, right? Uh-huh. And, and it and I just knew, I'm like, I need to do this for myself and for my, my children, because I got to be totally in the center here before I go out there. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, those are some things I do. Um, then I have my crystals, you know, <laughs> I love crystals <laughs> and oils, right? We use our oil, you know, essential oils and our, our plant, our plant, plant friends, right? Our plant allies, um, you know, we have to use those. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't done plant ceremony for like seven years, but when I did, that opened up a whole mm-hmm. new world for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Creativity is another thing. Creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say a little more about that. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I am like, that's my happy place. If I'm making something, I don't care. <laughs> I'm so, so happy. Like I, I like make, um, I started out, you know, when I started my massage business, um, back in 2008, like I just started making products. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm just like, I'm going to make my own lotions, my own blends, my, you know, and I, I make anointing perfumes now and I just do it intuitively. I know the science behind it, but it's just like, it's, it's just, it's like, magic for me and you know and I love to write and I've created an oracle card deck from my digital art that I you know been doing the last seven years and yeah so and it's like I didn't know I was going to do an oracle card deck I would just create this art and write stuff right Mm -hmm. post it on Facebook (laughs) and then I just like I want to make an oracle card deck and it just all came together and from that I've like created you know transmissions and meditations and groups and I love to, you know, paint. I'm not a great painter, but I love to paint, especially with a lot of gold and sparkly gold. <laughs> yeah, anything colors, color. I love, I just, I love my hands, just love to make, you know, jewelry. I used to do clay. It just, and I don't have to be an expert at it. I just, it's just that it's so satisfying to make things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you got to nourish the soul to be <laughs> able to do all the other things that we're doing right. in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so if somebody was feeling, um, yeah, let me see what this question is. Um, if someone was feeling called to, um, the work that you're speaking of the vision that you have, um, but they're not sure if it's, if it's them, you know, like if they're the one, I wonder if you have any thoughts to share for them or around that. I think one of the telltale signs is if you just find yourself connected to animals or the mountains or the stars or, you know, anything in, in nature, like, because there's that deeper relationship already with the earth. Right. And, and some of us have lost that, you know, we lose it at times. Um, we get caught up in busyness, but if you remember as a a child, what you loved Mm -hmm. and, and part of that, you know, had to do with, um, nature, that's one definite thumbs up that you're, you know, that would be something that you would want to do. <laughs> um, and, and the other one is um, if you like to teach or create, like, and it's not about, 
like being a teacher or like, you know, an, an artist or anything is like professionally, but if you just, you just get passionate about what you believe in and you want to share it and you will, you know, you just create things and talk about things, um, then that path is for you too, because, you know, being a, an emissary is about sharing, right? Sharing your knowledge and wisdom about the sacred earth and your relationship with her and how, you know, you cultivate it um, so that others can, you know, decide if that's what they, you know, they have a, a calling to do. So those are some of the ways people might, might know if, if it's, if it's right for them. Mm -hmm. Do they have to know anything or be consider themselves a spiritual person or anything like that to do this work? Do you feel? Well, I think we're all spiritual, right? We might, I guess that I would, I would want to define what spiritual meant. If you have a higher calling to help others, um, then I believe that's, that's, that's spiritual, you know, that's, that's definitely spiritual, but yeah, you, you do, you do have, you don't have to have anything to do it except the desire to go deeper into um, your relationship with yourself and with the earth. I mean, at that you, you do need to have a relationship with or a desire to have one and whether or not you know where that comes from because it's been blocked. But if you work through this uh, process, this, this um, path, you will deepen into it for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just beautiful. Hmm. do you have any if you were this is such a funny cheesy question I can't believe it's coming to me right now but if you <laughs> if you could say anything to yourself maybe even like six or seven years ago what would you tell her I would <laughs> I'd be like oh honey you are just in for the most fantastic ride <laughs> The last seven years have been an incredible adventure. They've been, it's been hard work too, but I would not change it for the world. My, the way that my world is just full of magic, like, you know, every day, even when I forget it because I get stressed out, it's like, it's there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really what inspires me to keep, keep going. So yeah, I would just tell her, keep going, mm -hmm. keep going. <laughs> Great. It's a fun ride. <laughs> this is my last, last, last question for real. Yeah. For real. <laughs> um, I wonder if you have any thoughts or um, advice for for parents, um, you know, raising their children in this way with this kind of consciousness, or maybe navigating that area of their 3D and, you know, sort of higher calling. The primary thing that I have been working on is, you know, being the example, right? I mean, they watch, they watch what you do, mm -hmm. right? If you're spending, you know, like if I'm like on my you know, phone, they see that, right? And that's, they're like, oh, that's okay. So, you know, it's really about being aware of what you're doing because you are an example for them. And so if you're following your higher calling, your, your, you know, your purpose, 
then they see that. And so it encourages them. I mean, it was just, this is a little different, but it's like with my, my dad, he was a, an ecologist, right? He, and he, he did the kind of work, like I saw him doing it. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I could see that, that, that path for me. And not everybody would want to do that, but, you know, he, he kind of showed me and my mom, you know, she showed me things too, like how, you know, to just be a deeply, you know, loving person, right? She's like, and so I think that when you are shining your light, right? Like, you know, you know, like what you're, you're, look what you're doing here, right? You know, you're encouraging people to shine, you know, their light. And it's like, if we are not afraid to shine ours, then they won't be. And so the biggest thing you can do is to shine your light, whatever that means for you. And that's taken me, you know, um, a lot of years to feel comfortable doing. Um, and I still get, you know, shy sometimes just depends on what aspect of myself I'm shining the light on. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Great. Well, I mean, I think that's important to hear too. I, um, I, you know, I hear that reflected back from a lot of people that they feel like they're supposed to never have any like doubts or ever be squeamish or nervous about doing things. And it's just certainly not, it's just not true at all. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) We're human. We're in a human body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then for them to see that too, right. Just to see that, um, you don't have to be, you know, perfect, like to follow your, your, you know, your dreams, right. It's, you learn from, you learn from failure too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, you, I really, um, yeah, I really am a fan of you (laughs) and of the work that you're doing. Um, also not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot, your, um, your, I can see why you're meant to work in the 3d because your, um, the way you show up in photographs and the way you draw moods and like (laughs) together is really, really clear and really beautiful. And if y'all go check out um, her website and look into emissaries of sacred earth, uh, her photos are epic. <laughs> oh, really beautiful, really beautiful work. Yeah, thank so, you so, much. so thank you very much for for shining your light. No, thank you for for allowing me to be here today and share space with you. Because mm-hmm. your light glows over there. <laughs> your light. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's absolutely a pleasure. And yeah, I'll have um, your information in the notes for today. So you can find her there or send us a message and I will get you in touch with Patricia. Patricia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Are you tired and stressed from the drive to push and do more, bigger, better, faster, and always moving? I'm inviting you to come all the way back to the center of yourself, to pause and drop into your spiritual being just for you. If you've been feeling the call to bring more ceremony and ritual into your life, to get clear on your purpose and to reconnect to your own devotion and self-trust, you're invited to Holy, our upcoming event in February, where you will remember 
that you are deserving of complete devotion and trust. Holy is an extended ceremony where we'll be guiding you through community source rituals and spiritual tools, accountability to embody the spiritual being you keep imagining you can be, and support sharing your gifts more openly with the world. Plus, we're going to have amazing guest speakers sharing tools on astrology, divine feminine, all kinds of gorgeous topics. To learn more, you can visit our website, HoltonHealingArts.com, or DM me at Holton Healing Arts, the word holy, and I'll get you started. I hope to see you there. I would love for you to join us. Let's play together. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. Like all of this, I find the past life work to be both true and not true. Of course, um, we are all, all of the past lives that are possible. We have all experienced at some point in our lives. We have all been Jesus. We have all been the person that killed Jesus. Um, and also throughout our lives, it only makes sense that because we carry like in the same way that we carry ancestral wounds or stories or knowings that we would also carry wounds or knowings from our past lives. A thing to be conscious of in this work is I find that a lot of people use past life work as kind of a a place, an escape, or like a way to be the eternal victim. I've seen it especially in places where um, people use it. It's not really intentional. They're not trying to do anything hurtful, but I know you've seen that with people that maybe are white facing and talk about how they were black in a past life and that they still carry that. And it's kind of like, "Mm, yeah, but you are in this life. (laughs) So, um, and what can happen is they'll keep revisiting the past, trying to bring that into the now and why they can't move on. So I think that that's important for you to know as a practitioner, because I find this work here to be really powerful and really helpful and really valuable. And I think it's important as a practitioner to watch for when it might be escape or bypassing versus just time to visit a story and rework the story. Um, yeah. And another thing I would like to share about past lives is um, most of the time when they come up, we're probably like our first few experiences with our past lives are probably going to be related more to a story where we actually were attacked, where we actually were in, um, you know, threatened or our life was in danger from something. Um, and so, and that sticks out with us the most, right. That has a lot of charge around it. So it makes sense if you're just starting to get into past life work, that that might be one of the stories that you're coming upon first. Um, and um, it's interesting. I was talking with a, a colleague the other day and she was talking about past lives also. And she was like, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of people will talk about the witch wound or whatever. And she's like, I, I kind of get it. Like you're, you remember when you were attacked in your past life for being a witch. And so it's hard for you to feel comfortable with your spirituality today. But she's like, you know, we weren't all the witch. A lot of us were the ones burning them. And she's like, I think I was one of the ones that didn't say anything when they were getting burned. And it was like, thank you. Thank you for naming that. That is also a big wound. 
That is also a big wound, that pain of not being able to protect other people or stand up for other people. And so I named this, you can probably hear a touch of charge from me too, because I named this because not that it's a problem to go into the story where we're the victim. That's probably what will happen in our work here this month. And then also know that it's not just that. And um, as you continue to do more past life work, there's a good chance you'll start to get into the other stories um, that aren't necessarily the big martyr stories. Let me see if there's anything else I want to name about that. Hmm. Okay, so then one more thing about past lives in that I think it's both true and not. So one of the things that I like about past lives is it can help us understand a lot about something we might experience in this life that, again, doesn't feel related to what we've actually experienced. And I feel like that can come from a memory, right, from one of our previous lives. Um, the other place that past lives can be helpful sometimes is if you are an especially sensitive person, if it's like, especially maybe if you're in the East a lot and it's hard for you to get really close to something very painful, past lives give us access to do it because there's a way that we're like slightly removed from the story of not actually having to visit the pain from what we really did experience in this life. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.